Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 55 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about nutrition for marathon training. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond hi runners and welcome to episode 55 of the marathon running podcast my name is letty and i'm here with my co-host ryan and today we're going to talk about the subject of nutrition specifically for marathon training so marathons are becoming more prevalent again and maybe people are training again. So hopefully this is a good timing for people that are starting to train for marathons again. And it should really be a good timing because marathons in the fall are all around towards the end of September. And I'm talking about the major marathons. So we have September 25 or 26, which is when Berlin's supposed to happen. And then you have this whole bulk of London and Boston and Tokyo and Chicago all coming up uh, in the beginning of October. And we're about 18 weeks away from that. So this is actually the perfect time to start training for your marathon and get some information about nutrition. So is this specific for marathons only? It should be for anyone that is building up their mileage. The more we train, the more hungry we feel. And there's also that fine line of when you're supposed to start eating a little bit more and when you should just kind of, you know, just stick with what you have. Just like with your morning runs, what we've learned in the past is that if you're just going to run 30 minutes, then it's not really that important to consume anything before you run. Whereas if you're setting out to do a long run of an hour or more, and I might be not saying the right times, but if you're doing a longer-ish run at some point, it's important to fuel your body. Hopefully we'll learn some of that. Yeah. So for that reason, we have consulted as always with an expert because we're not experts, but we bring the experts to you. So we're going to talk to Amy Shapiro, who's a registered dietitian and the founder and director of Real Nutrition, which is a New York City-based private practice. And we asked her exactly that, what we should include in our diet, how to avoid hunger due to increased mileage, whether we should eat before a run and how we should fuel after running. And then we'll also touch on the subject of recovery and what you should eat during recovery. Sounds good. Without further ado, as you would say. That's right. We're now going to play our interview with Amy Shapiro. All right. So I'm here with Amy Shapiro. Amy, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? How you are an expert in your area? Basically, an introduction of how you became a registered dietitian. Yeah, for sure. So I... um this is actually my second career. I worked in corporate for eight years, um, but my whole life I've just been interested in health food and food is medicine and 
athletics and everything. So I tried to avoid going back to school. Um, but then I just said, I have to do this the right way. So I went back to NYU and I got my master's and my RD and I did my internship. Um, and then I started working in the hospitals um, for training because you see so many different areas of health and wellness. Um, and then I went into private practice because I wanted to teach how to fuel your body with real foods because it doesn't have to be as hard as everybody thinks that it is. Um, but coming from a scientific um, clinical perspective where I can find research and evidence to back up my, you know, my claims and my recommendations. I love this. I feel like I just told you off air, there's a lot of misinformation out there about dieting, dieting tips. And for us runners, we're always trying to find what's the best way of fueling our running and PRing for our next marathon. So I think it is important to get something from a good source. And uh, yeah, so I'm really glad that I found you. Oh, yay. And so I wanted to talk to you particularly about marathon training. There's a lot of fall marathons happening. As you know, with the pandemic, everything got pushed either to September, October. There's a bazillion marathons out there. So Most people probably will start training right now or by the time this podcast airs, we'll get into their training. So in order to set ourselves up to have a successful training plan, not just physically, we also have to consider what's important, which is nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you what changes, just a general question, what changes with us, with our bodies when we go from running basically 30 miles, 25 miles, whatever it be a week to having a more demanding schedule physically, what changes in the, um, in the aspect of nutrition? Yeah. So I think that, you know, runners in general, you know, running five miles a day becomes pretty baseline. You can either do that, you know, on food fasted, you know, your body's kind of become uh, acclimated to that. But once you need to increase your time and your output and your speed, I like to speak about how you You can, um, not, you, not just thinking about food before and after that run, but also two days before your long run or two days after your long run or, or your schedule. So it's really important, as we all know, to build up your glycogen stores so you can continue to have solid output. Um, and also just to kind of know what works best for your body. So as you're increasing your time and increase, increasing your mileage, it's important to increase your fuel but when works best for you. So ideally after your run is very important to um, have some good um, nutrition because that's when your body and your cells are open to receiving nourishment and they're absorbing and they're building really quickly. Um, but a lot of times runners aren't hungry after their long runs, right? So they can kind of push it off and then it can catch up to them two days later. So it's almost about this consistently increasing your nutrition to meet your hunger, but also to listen to signs of your body or How is your, you know, how are your um, runs feeling? How's your speed? Do you find yourself starving, you know, a couple hours, a couple days after a run, like you're confused about your hunger? So it's all very individualized, but there is definitely an increase in um, calorie output and muscle expenditures. So we need to take in more, but do we need to load up at one certain meal? Um, probably not. So it's just consistently increasing your calories, your nourishment, your nutrition over the course of your day and then the course of your week and then give or take a really long run, you know, then everybody's pretty individualized on how they feel um, on certain foods or, you know, what they need after. So it's, it's hard to, um, 
I think the general answer to that question would just um, increase over the course of your day and over the course of your week instead of just doing one big load. Does that make sense? It does make a lot of sense. And it also um, raises a lot more questions because, you know, once we educate ourselves about a certain topic, then we become aware of all the stuff that we don't know. So, okay, in general, say I start my training program a five months training program for a marathon now. And I just want to start over. I'm not a bad eater, but I probably could do a little bit better. So what are some general things that I should have in my grocery card or which I should keep out of my grocery card? Yeah. Yep. So I always say we want to look to plants first, right? So we we need the complex carbohydrates because we need to burn that energy. Um, So we want to fill our cart with fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, um, and healthy fats, right? So that we want that to be the base because we want, you know, we need carbohydrates as runners for energy, but we don't need the wrong kind of carbohydrates, right? So the processed foods, the cookies, cakes, um, crackers, any of those things we really want to eliminate in the five weeks leading up to it. There's a time and place for easily absorbable glucose, right? That's when you're running and you need boosts of energy or um, quickly thereafter your run. Um, But for this um, build up, we want to make sure that we're eating the healthiest foods because we want to decrease inflammation, right? We want to prevent injury. We want to make sure that we're providing our cells, our skin, our joints, everything, our muscles with adequate nutrition. So lots of plants, different colors. So the colors of the plants is kind of defines what they do in your body, right? So protecting your skin and runners are outside. We need to protect our skin from the inside out. Um, So we have that base. We need the fat because fats help us to absorb those nutrients, right? And they help us to feel full. So as runners, sometimes you are just starving all the time. Eating adequate amounts of fat will help to satiate your hunger. So we want we want to eat fat at most meals also. So avocados, olive oil, avocado oil, nuts and seeds, nut butters, um, all of those are great sources of fat. Um, They also help to lubricate our joints. They help us to absorb these vitamins and minerals so we actually can use them for our benefit. Um, And then we want clean protein. So depending on if you eat animal protein or if you only eat plant-based protein, we want to make sure that we have adequate protein because we need to rebuild our muscles, right? So we can do a protein powder. We can do, um, you know, grass-fed um, meats. We can do organic chicken, eggs, um, clean seafood, Having enough of that in your um, cart is important also because we, um, they really are the best sources to rebuild our muscle. Tempeh, tofu, organic, please, non-GMO, very important. Um, also great sources. And then, um, you know, our dairy, which is a, um, has some protein like Greek yogurts. So we want all these are coming from whole foods, right? But we need a nice balance of complex carbohydrates, which are your plants, healthy fats, which are some mostly from plants um, I prefer. And then we have these lean proteins. So um, that's what's going to be mostly in our cart. And then I always say throw in a bar of dark chocolate. Um, definitely um, have some treats that you like, but that's what we need because we're going to be supporting our joints, supporting our organs, supporting um, our detoxification processes, supporting our growth and our energy in just the cleanest, healthiest way. I appreciate the examples that you gave us, especially the plant-based ones, because including myself, there's a lot of runners that we know that we have to take in a higher amount of protein, but it's difficult because what if we don't eat animal products? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I did leave out um, legumes, which are a great source of both carbohydrates and protein. Um, and there are many plant-based proteins. One of my favorite com complete proteins is pistachios. So that's cool. a good snack to carry with you. They, are, they have all the essential amino acids in a plant. Very nice. Thank you. What about supplements? Are we supposed to take any iron as women or calcium, zinc, all that stuff that you read about from sources, runners world, or just websites that talk about running, but we don't really check the websites. We just, you know, Google what supplements should I take? And it yeah. says all that stuff. So can you clarify what's important for us to take, if any? Yeah, for sure. So I do think, I mean, iron is independent, um, it, or I should say is individualized. If you are eating, you know, animal proteins and you're getting adequate iron, even as a woman runner, you may have normal um, or iron stores within normal limits, and therefore you don't need to take iron. But some and many plant-based eaters just cannot keep their iron levels up because we don't absorb the iron from plants as well as we absorb it from animals, right? So we do need sometimes added support. So it's a good idea, especially if you are menstruating still, um, and then cell turnover, I think it's a good idea to take iron. Again, you need to find the right supplement for you and timing because there are side effects like constipation. And we definitely don't need to be suffering with that um, prior to a long run. Um, Other supplements that I recommend, I recommend um, zinc is great for immunity and for recovery and skin integrity. But I usually, for recovery, I'll usually recommend omega-3 fatty acids. If you're a plant-based eater, you can get that through algae. Um, if you are, you know, regular food eater, or I should say a meat eater, um, then we can get it through eating enough fish or taking an omega-3 supplement. So I think that's great because it's really important for muscle recovery to decrease inflammation in the body and therefore you decrease the amount of soreness. Um, it's also great for your heart and for your for cognitive function and for your eyes. So it's not just about running, it's about treating yourself as the whole person. Um, vitamin D, super important um, because we cannot absorb calcium and keep our bones strong without adequate vitamin D. And many of us are deficient um, because we only get it from the sun. And even though runners are outside, often we're wearing sunscreen, we're wearing clothes. So we're not really getting that penetration in our skin. Electrolytes, of course, are a supplement I consider when you're running because it's important to take a clean electrolyte source. So you're keeping your electrolytes in balance. Um, and then in terms, I would say some Runners, plant-based or um, not plant-based, some people like to supplement with proteins, right? Protein powders just to make sure they're getting adequate amounts at times when they need it. Um, so those are usually the supplements that I recommend. I do also talk about probiotics in the sort in the um, context of making sure your digestion's on track, making sure to boost immunity um, to help overall health. So um, taking a probiotic supplement is something that I also recommend. Um, but those would probably be the biggest ones. And if you just feel like you want a big safety net, you can definitely take a great multivitamin. Um, and then the last piece I'd probably say, and everybody's like, whoa, there's so many supplements, but they're not. Um, a B complex is also really great because B complex gives you um, or B vitamins usually work best when they're in a complex. So you would take a B complex and you get B12 from that. For plant-based eaters, we need B12 supplementation, but also Bs help us for energy, for output, for metabolism. So they're really important. Um, and we lose them um, over the course of the day. So to take them back in is important as well. 
Thank you. Thank you for this. I'm going to link all that um, in our show notes. And as to the electrolyte that you're talking about, I know there's a huge market for it because everybody's trying to sell theirs. But obviously, when we want to look for one that has lower sugar because we don't want to drink just pure sugar water. But um, do you have any recommendations as to how to find one or maybe you know of one that you recommend? Yeah, so I usually recommend um, the Noon tablets, N-U-U-N, those tablets. They Some come with caffeine, some come without caffeine. Um, so those are great. You could just drop there, you know, and they're easy to carry in your clothing and drop one into your water bottle, bottle if you need to. I also like Ultima. Um, that's a powder form, which is great. Um, and then I do think there's one I haven't tried it myself. I think it's called Element. Um, and that one gets a lot of positive feedback, but I've never personally tried it. Perfect. Thank you. And um, now let's talk about when we're running or the side effects of us running more. We obviously feel more hungry. And I just um, want to go back to a lot of runners start running initially because we wanted to stay fit and along with that, maybe shed a few pounds. And the side effect of running more is you get more hungry. So I actually personally know a lot of people that have gained weight while marathon training. Can you perhaps tell us how to avoid hitting either that plateau where you don't lose weight anymore if you still want to, or where you actually get to the point where you gain weight while running? Yes. So I actually, it's funny, it's usually after marathon season, I usually get a handful of um, new um, clients because they have gained weight while marathon training, or some of my old clients who are training for marathons just hit a plateau. Um, and I think that what ends up happening is that um, cardio makes us hungry, right? We burn calories, we burn through our glycogen stores. Um, and when we're running, we're running for long distances and you're just burning calories and calories and calories and calories. So what ends up happening is that you get very hungry, right? So you're um, on the biological front, you're hungry. And so when you're hungry, you eat, right? And that that's great. We want to eat when we're hungry. But also if we've just run 12, you know, 13 plus miles, or we run 35 miles a week, some of us have this conversation in our head of like, well, I just ran 12 miles. I could definitely eat a bagel with cream cheese, right? So um, sometimes we have the voice in our head that says like, well, I could definitely eat this because I ran so much. So I find that with cardio exercise, and it could be running. It could also, I see this with my clients who do a lot of spinning or a lot of cardio in general. Um, it makes you hungry. And then when you eat, you can easily eat the amount of calories you burned and you just meet yourself at maintenance. So um, it gets to be, um, you know, so you can kind of meet yourself there and you don't make any progress because you burn, I'm making this up, you burn 500 calories, it's easy to eat 500 calories. So um, that's with cardio. So I always say, one, if you're hungry, we don't want to just fill up on the foods that, you know, A, are naughty, or we feel like we deserve them or we've earned them, right? I have um, one, actually a good friend who after all of her long runs would end at Dunkin' Donuts and would eat like six donuts, right? So she earned it. She had a long run. She ate the donuts. And then she would always come to talk to me and, you know, um, but so we want to make sure that what we're eating satisfies us. So that's where I was talking about eating the fat, like fats and proteins and complex carbohydrates, because it might feel great to eat a bagel, but you're going to burn through that bagel in a heartbeat because it's just carbs and we're going to digest it really quick. And then we'll be looking for the next thing to eat. So if you're fueling up with mostly plants, 
heart healthy fat, like half of an avocado, and then some sort of lean protein, be it tofu, beans, um, eggs, fish, you're going to have this nice plate at this nice marriage of foods that will digest slowly and keep you satisfied, right? So instead of continuing to eat because you just can't feel this hunger, you're going to eat food that actually takes a while to digest and fills you up. So you're not constantly eating and chasing your hunger. So um, one rule is eat throughout the day, right? So make sure that you're eating um, evenly. If you can fit this into your training schedule, you know, I always say about like every three to four hours. So don't push through if you're working and you're not hungry and then you eat later, you know, really try and eat consistently so you can get adequate amounts of calories and nourishment into your body throughout the day, not just in one load. And then to fill up on, again, complex carbohydrates, lean protein, and healthy fats. So your body's going to use those calories instead of just storing them. Um, so I think those are the keys is I think there's one people tend to think that they can eat more because they're running a lot, but the calorie output is often not as much as we think. And we overeat the calories that we've burned Two, weight training is really important when we're a trying to be a more efficient runner, but B in terms of weight loss, right? So we want to build muscle. The more muscle mass we have, the more calories we burn at rest, right? So just running is fantastic. And, you know, if you are, a serious runner, you may not have time for other things, but weight training will also help you to lose weight um, and lose inches if that is your goal. So I think the important thing is to go in saying, what's my goal? I'm not running to earn my food. I'm running because I deserve to feel great and I want to refuel in a way that makes me feel great. And to kind of recognize how many calories are you truly burning and what types of calories are you refueling with? Does that It makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yes. And I'm glad you brought up the importance of um, weight training, which some of us are just now learning about. I have another question in regards to your metabolism when it comes to this whole plateauing thing, though. Is it true that your metabolism adjusts to the amount of calories that you put into your diet? And this just goes back to give you a background. Maybe somebody has been working out and losing weight and all of a sudden the amount of training stays equal, but the amount of weight loss obviously eventually will stop because your body is not going to just run itself into the ground, I assume. Or can you perhaps clarify this whole idea concept of it? Well, you know, it's like when you start, let's say you're starting at 200 pounds and you want to lose weight, right? In the beginning, you're making huge diet shifts, right? Um, so you're making nutrition shifts where your weight will quickly drop because you are maybe going from eating a lot of junk food to eating less junk food. So the caloric um, intake is different, but also um, the quality of food is different. So you'll lose that initial weight quickly, but the less you weigh, the less calories you need to support your body. Right. So as you continue to lose weight, your body will get used to um, a certain amount of calories. Uh, it doesn't require more to continue to lose. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so it's just the less you weigh, the less calories you need. But you can't continue to cut calories and cut calories and cut calories because you need calories for energy. So oftentimes when we hit a plateau, it may mean we might need to eat a little bit more of a certain type of food. We might need to change our exercise and our output. Um, we might need to recognize that we're at a plateau and we have to stay consistent um, and, and continue on these healthy eating patterns because then eventually it'll start to kick in again. It's just people tend to lose their motivation when they don't see the scale moving. So if you um, 
let's say you're running and you've lost 20 pounds and then you're stuck at 20 pounds, losing the 20 pounds, maybe incorporating weight training or Pilates or yoga, something that will build muscle mass a little bit will help you to increase your metabolic burn, which means you will now start to lose again. So first we look at the food and then I always use the exercise as like an add-on because the marriage is perfect between exercise and food. But if you're just doing cardio, you get hungry and it's really hard to continue cutting calories. Makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And uh, yeah, I want to move on to talking about running or morning runners. A lot of mm -hmm. us run early in the morning because we have other obligations, kids work, etc. As you know, um, do we need to run before? I mean, do we need to eat before we run? And if so, what should we eat? I think that many people, it's very individualized, but some people feel great when they're fasted and they're working out on nothing. And some people don't. But my general rule is if you're doing about an hour, no more than an hour, I think going fasted is completely fine if you're comfortable with that. Some people just don't like to not eat before a workout. I prefer, personally, I prefer to eat on, on to exercise on empty. Um, but if you're going longer than 16 minutes, I think some fuel is really necessary. Um, so again, it's, it, what, it's what works best for you. So if it's 6 a.m. and you don't have time, you know, to let your food digest for an hour, what digests best for you? I have some clients who grapes work really well, some clients a piece of toast with peanut butter, you know, all the things that I'm sure you guys have tried before, you know, half a banana. So we do want something that is quickly digestible source of carbohydrates, right? So that's fruit, a piece of toast, something of that nature, because we want to digest it quickly and use it for quick energy. Um, so I think, you know, again, that's personal. Um, and depending on how much time some people like to have their coffee and then go for a run. My only recommendation is really try and get in a glass of water, 12 ounces of water before you hit the pavement, because, you know, being dehydrated never makes anybody have, you know, a solid output. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's the whole thing. I think it's personalized. Um, but I am very okay. And I feel very safe making the recommendation of going up to do your run um, on empty, A, if it feels good to you, and B, if you're not going any longer than an hour. Perfect. And then I guess if you're running for more than an hour, you should eat something beforehand. You mentioned some, some examples of what are some good foods that we can eat, but what about during your run? At what point do you recommend that runners start eating or bringing the goo packs or whatever they should bring during their run? So I would say if you're going, um, again, it's, it's what feels good for you. So I usually would say if you're going for more than an hour, to bring something with you. You don't have to consume it, but oftentimes you won't recognize that you needed it until you get too tired, right? So it's it's before a marathon, it's really practicing um, how you feel, practicing your diet. What's What do you want to consume for race day? And then you know. So I'd say over 60 minutes, I would bring something with me, definitely electrolytes in my water bottle. Um, and then you could bring like, you know, shot blocks or a goo or, um, even, you know, some raisins or dried fruit or, you know, whatever some of my clients make their own energy balls. But I think that anything that you can chew and continue to run is really helpful. Um, I'd say at about an hour, um, depending on how long you're going. More importantly, again, I don't know how long people are running, but you want to make sure that you're fueling appropriately after that run. There's that 30 minute window 
window post your workout where your cells are the most, um, uh, I guess, accepting of glucose and to rebuild the glycogen store. So you have this 30 minute window of where you can ideally um, rebuild those stores. So making sure that you have something to eat after that run is, is really important. So don't skip breakfast because now you need to get into the shower and get to work and get to your next meeting. So even if it means having something prepared in the fridge, grabbing a handful of nuts and a banana until you can sit down to eat something else, you definitely want to eat something in that window. Perfect. And just to loop back uh, for during the run, how do you know whether you should take something or not? Is it that you will start feeling fatigue? I'm trying to figure out the difference of being tired because you're running hard on your hard run day or because of lack of glycogen? What does that feel like? It's almost like when you are just really low on fuel, you really like your legs feel like, listen, at, tw at 25 miles, your legs are going to feel like lead anyway, but it would, you know, it would feel like you're, you're um, dizzy. You're a little bit out of sorts. You feel very weak, like, but not weak. Like I can't lift my muscles are tired, but over your whole body feels weak and you just can't push yourself any harder. Right. So when you're, when you're properly nourished, and you're properly motivated, sometimes you can push yourself through anything. Some pain or cramps or things can really sideline you. But this um, like bonking, this like loss of enough fuel um, really leaves like your whole body just like mushy and fatigued, right? So you don't want to get to that point, um, especially also if you're at a, a mile where you know that you usually feel great, right? Like if at mile 12, you're usually like cruising, but all of a sudden you're just not holding your own. That's a sign like maybe I need, you know, it's time for my body, but everyone's body's different. So um, that kind of overall, you know, body, you might get cramps, you know, um, but I'm saying like low, low energy is really a full body, low energy. Um, but again, everybody is so different. Um, so I would just say that you want to make sure that you're consuming something before you hit that point. And that's why with runners, you know, not just recreational runners, but runners, you really need to know what works best for you. And before you um, try something new, you need to start to, you know, know what's ahead of you. So if it's your first long run, you're going to try something new because you heard this podcast and you want to, you know, mix it up, you know, so you have to mix it all up before race day, because we don't want to surprise ourselves, um, or find something that doesn't work. But also during that, um, that quick refill, you, the, the goos and the gels and all those things, those are just pure glucose, right? So there's nothing to really digest, um, we don't want anything high fiber because we don't want to have to go to the bathroom and, you know, we want to quickly absorb that. So it gives our body fast, fast energy instead of having to go through the whole digestive tract and kind of start to, you know, extract nutrients from the food. That's the difference. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that we had you on now where we still have a few months to practice and experiment with all these different foods and stuff. So that way, once the fall races start, we'll be ready to go. Yeah. Practice is, I mean, you practice with your runs, you practice with your food, right? You practice with your hydration. Um, but, and I'm sure there's a ton of superstitions in there also. Yeah. No, thank you for clarifying all of this. We're really happy you came on. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy, so much for coming on. We really appreciate your time and all the information that you provided us with. Hopefully people get some value out of what to eat when training. Absolutely. And we will probably 
end up putting together some sort of blog because we now have a blog on our website too. Our website is runningpodcast.us and you can click on blog and hopefully one of these days we will have that coming out. If you want to get an alert for that, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter, which we also try to do at this point. You're busy. Busy, busy, but you know, you got to have that information available at people's fingertips. So that's it for today, guys. We hope that you enjoyed our content as always and leave a great review for us on iTunes. And until next week, have a great week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.